So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joyce. Wednesday, oh, for the past two weeks. There we I am. <laughs> so um, let's get started. Three cheers of joy. First of all, I'm drinking tonight Menage a Trois Decadence. I don't know if I had this last week. Oh, no, I didn't have it last week because I had um, champagne. I was drinking the Bel Air Gold. So this is the Cabernet um, Sauvignon. And you know, I love the cabs. They're bold and red. I gotta make sure not to mess up my lip gloss. So I'm drinking the Menage a Trois Decadence tonight, uh, Cabernet. And let's have our three cheers of joy. Okay, so my first cheer of joy, um, it's raining right now. So I don't know about where you guys are, but it's raining here and baby, it sounds good, right? I don't even know, you may even be able to hear it, but it is raining and I am grateful for the rain. This time of night for me, that means I'm gonna, I worked hard today, I'm gonna sleep well, so. First cheer of joy to the rain. I love, love the rain. So cheers to that. That's a little thunder mixed in there too. Ooh, baby, it's gonna be good. Anyway, my second cheer of joy. Um, the kids came back to school this week, right? So they've been online for a week and they came back this week and man, I got me some hugs. I, I'll talk about it in a minute, but the kids are back and they are excited and I am excited to see them. And um, it's been, it's proven to be really beneficial for me. So cheers to going back to school in the middle of COVID. Cheers to back to school for me anyway. My third cheer of joy. Um, I spent last week with um, Faceless Love and I spent, a, when I got home, I spent about 36 hours in kind of a hangover effect, like, and I just had some time to kind of lay around and miss him already, right? So that's a cheer of joy for me because, it, I mean, it, it felt bad in that I wanted him, wanted to be with him, but it felt good in that I'm able to experience that level of, um, that I'm able to experience that level of intimacy with someone. And that's a big deal for me to, um, to be able to experience that. So, so that's a cheer of joy for me because- To have that level of intimacy because I don't, you know, it's been years, if ever I've ever felt that level of intimacy or not. So that's a big deal for me. So um, that's my other cheer. That's my third cheer of joy. So the first cheer of joy is that it's raining. My second cheer of joy is that um, my second cheer of joy was, oh, I went back to school and the kids came this week. So I'm celebrating that too. And my third cheer of joy is just being able to bask in this intimate space with somebody I love and somebody who loves me. So. I'm celebrating that, although I missed him, I did enjoy just laying around and thinking about his touch and, you know, just kind of missing it. So I'm happy to have that, um, to be able to have that. So cheers. I hope you guys are drinking something yummy tonight. I have my menage a trois. So I hope you have something yummy that you're drinking and I hope you have something that you're celebrating because we got to have those three cheers of joy. Remember, three moments of self-celebration that have nothing to do with anybody but you. So we've got to make sure we take advantage of those um, self-celebrations. Um, 
Before we get into our Facebook post of the week, which is brought to you by STM Specialties, which we've talked about that before, stmspecialties.com. Last weekend, she had an awesome sale of 50% off of everything. Hey there, Tamara. Hey, girl. She had 50% off of everything on her website. And um, so I hope you guys were able to order you a, a Steffi. And we got to tell her happy birthday. Her birthday was yesterday. And I was so bummed out because we spent Sunday afternoon together having an early dinner and we didn't even take a picture together. So I'll have to make sure I do that next time. But because our picture that we have together is like two years old. So we, our birthdays are only a couple of days apart and we've been friends forever. So we end up being somewhere near each other around our birthdays. So before we go on, I got to show you, she made me this awesome Steffi right and you see it has my name on it joy and then on the other side it has a Gurkha label Gurkha is one of my favorite cigars right so she asked me what's my favorite cigar I thought she was going to smoke so she was making me a cup well it has the Gurkha label Gur Gurkha evil it's my favorite one of my favorites and then when you turn it up you see that it's red on the bottom so this is to look like I'm smoking a cigar so when I have this turned up it's like I'm smoking a cigar, right? That's so cool. So it's got the fire burning at the bottom. That's how creative she is when she makes these cups. She's, this is like her thing. She's so creative. And when I saw it spinning, when I stopped by her house and she was like, look at it. And I was looking, I was like, I don't get it. And then she told me and I was like, oh my God, that's dope AF, right? Like that is so dope. So now, so people are gonna want one, right? So uh, I thought that was really cool. What I, I was showing it to um, my faceless love and we were saying that we're gonna get another one made that's got some gray in it to look like the ashes burning and the little spattering of red. So it looks like the cigar is burning more. So that's dope though. I love the bottom of it. I love just the idea of it looks like a cigar. So booyah, that was my birthday present that she got for me. And because I'm not as creative, I got her lunch for her birthday. <laughs> I'm like, I got the check because she showed out with her presence. I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't know what to do. But uh, we've been friends for a long time. And, uh, you know, we've shared a lot. Our kids have grown up. We've watched each other's kids grow up. And uh, we've shared a lot together. So she's a really very good friend of mine. So speaking of, so STM Specialties, that leads us to our Facebook post of the week. And... Um, Thank you, Tamara. It is cute. It is so cute. I'm, I'm bougie. Ah, Vaughn said I'm so bougie. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey there, Varisa. Oh, yeah, Varisa would love that. Varisa is one of my cigar buddies. And so she's one of the sisters of the leaf. So I know that she would dig that, um, that tumbler as well, too. So stmspecialties.com. You can go on and order the size tumbler you want and then let her know how you want it decorated and she'll hook it up for you. She's so good. She's also the person who did my 50 years of joy. And she did another tumbler for me that has the virtues of joy on it. Just amazingly creative and she can bring anything to life. So I'm really very proud of her for just kind of going out on this endeavor and tapping into that part of herself. All right, Facebook post of the week. Let's see what we got. I saved a couple. I got one that's really funny. I can't wait to read it. Um, I'm going to um, read it in a second. I think I may have something before that. I may or may not. I don't know. 
y'all know. Oh, here's one. Um, this is funny. I saved it, so I'm going to read this one. This is by a guy named um, Adam Finley. He said, <laughs> he said, this morning my son said his ear hurt. And I said, on the inside or outside. So he walks out the front door, comes back in, and says both. <laughs> Moments like this got me wondering if I'm saving too much for college. <laughs> I thought that was funny because it's like, does your ear hurt on the inside of it or the outside of it? And he went outside to see if it hurt while he was outside too. That was so funny to me. So that's my one from first Facebook post of the week. Um, oh my God, Reginald, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Reginald said I look amazing, so I'm I'm gonna take it. Thank you. All right. So um, that was one. In my other Facebook post of the week, it might take a little while because I'm gonna read it, and it is funny as hell. <laughs> So this is a news, this is a news article, and I'm gonna read the heading and then we're just gonna go from there. So the heading says, three elders die within minutes during a threesome that turned into a 72 hour long sex marathon. <laughs> so this is the article that was written and it happened in Brunswick, Georgia. An elderly couple and one of their neighbors were found dead in the couple's bed after a three-day-long Viagra-driven sex marathon, which caused all three of them to suffer heart attacks almost simultaneously. <laughs> now, I didn't go verify this because just the idea alone it was just so amazing for me to think about when you get to be this age and you're still trying to satisfy those sexual desires. So it says 83-year-old Albert Simpson and his 80-year-old wife Thelma were found dead in their residence on Sunday along with the neighbor and longtime friend 86-year-old Jebediah Jones. <laughs> All three elders were found naked on their bed and important Quantities of erectile dysfunction drugs were found on a nearby nightstand, suggesting they died during sexual intercourse. <laughs> According to Brunswick Police Department spokesman, Lieutenant Robert Miles, video evidence found on the site shows that the three elders had been involved in a sexual marathon for 72 hours before they suffered from heart problems. We found several hours of video recording showing all three victims involved in sexual intercourse during the days before they died. It also shows both men ingesting large quantities of erectile dysfunction drugs. We also found hundreds of similar videos in the couple's house showing they were used to this kind of intense sexual marathon. The evidence suggests they pushed a bit too far this time for their age and condition, but we'll have to wait for the autopsy to be sure. <laughs> they came and went at the same time. Dude, this had me so tickled. Like, I didn't even want to read the article because I didn't want to mess up the idea of the heading of the article, right? I needed the article to be 
in my mind, I needed it to be real. So I went on and read the article and it sounds, I mean, it's got some, it's quoting the US Department of Health and Human Services saying that erectile drug overdoses have become more common over the last few years. And there were 11,000 deadly overdoses associated with ED, ED drugs in the United States in 2018. And then almost 39,000. Oh, in 2017, it was 2017, it was less than 11,000. While in 2018, it was more than 23,000. In 2019, it was 39,000 deaths associated with ODing or taking too much of the ED drugs. I'm telling you, for me, that is funny. <laughs> yes, Marisa, they just gonna go out just like that, exactly. To me, that's funny. What's worse is, can you imagine their children? So now their names are all in the paper because they overdosed, get overdosed getting their groove on at damn 80-something years old. Lord, like, that is so funny to me. It also made me giggle thinking about they were recording it so I wonder <laughs> I wonder if in your mind's eye because for me I'm thinking you're 80 years old I don't want to see you having sex but I guess in your mind's eye it's not you don't see yourself the way other people see you and for them it's just a pleasure they can go back and look at it later right like at what point do you start recording yourself and I wonder if they use like VHS, how do they record themselves? You know, like, damn, like I got so many questions. How long have they been recording themselves? So I thought that was kind of funny because for several reasons and just mainly because I think that'll probably be like, I'll be the old lady trying to get the freak on. Like I'm gonna be 80 years old, still trying to get it. Like I, that's how much I love I love making love, like I love that. So I would probably be the lady at the old folks home trying to encourage everybody to sneak out and around. Like I'm thinking that might be me. <laughs> so how do you get beyond, do you ever get beyond the desire? Like if you think about yourself now, the way you were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, do you, get, I don't think you get beyond the desire of experiencing that high of sex and enjoying the pleasure of it. So hopefully my husband is down for it, baby. I can't get him. I don't want him overdosing on any Viagra, but I need him to be open to it. <laughs> just a little bit, just take a half, just to, you know, when we get to that point, let's take a half of it. Just take a little bit. Let's see what's gonna happen. Get a little low dose on it. You know, but, you know, I guess that's, but men want, men want the pleasure of it too. And men are, they going to take, take a risk at taking some Viagra to be able to get some. That's important. So that was hilarious to me. So I love that article. And the lady who posted the article was saying that uh, she used to work at an um, uh, a elder faci elderly facility or old folks home. I don't know what the right word, not a nursing home. I don't know what they call them these days, but she used to work there. She said the elders, the elders were a mess, sneaking in and out of each other's room when they can, STDs passing them around. Baby, she said it was a mess up in that thing. So I was like, cheers to the CNAs that get to have those conversations and get to see that mess because I'm 
so fortunate I don't get to see it, but it's out there. So that was my, uh, that's a Facebook post of the week. And uh, I like that the old people, older people getting their groove on. Very excited about that. So let me see, I think I saved another, a couple more. Okay, um, y'all know I've been working on it, trying to keep everything organized. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Nope, nope, nope. No, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's all that I saved unless, you know, I'll come across it next week. <laughs> Y'all know I'm horrible. I'm horrible with it. Trying to get me some good Facebook. I had a couple of good conversations on Facebook and I'll share this one. There's a guy who um, made a post. He made a post with a family. It was two white, I guess they were white American men. It didn't say, but they're two white men and they had two, three black babies, three black sons with them talking about their family. Like Miami's style, most stylish couple and their kids. Well, he went on to talk about how he's so sick and tired of people using, adopting black kids, using them as accessories. And I was like, how do you know they're using them as accessories? What the fuck? You know, I'm like, so for me, I know I'm not adopting. I know that I'm not fostering. I know that I'm not open to it. So when people are open to adopting, who am I to make a judgment about their intention if I don't even want to fucking do it? So if I know I'm not doing it. So we went on, had a whole discussion about it. And I told him, I said, well, I deal with kids every day and nobody wants them. So if you're interested in adopting, you know, some uh, late to early, some teenagers or, you know, late middle school to high school, uh, let me know because I can connect you with an adoption agency. And he was like, I don't, I don't want to adopt. And I, so for me, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about then? Like, why would you exude this level of passion about something and you're not even interested in trying to correct it? So because of the comments made, um, I went in search of this article that this family was posted in. And it turns out that the family, there's an Instagram page called Gay Dads. And it's got like thousands of members in this. And it also has people sharing pictures of them and their family. So you have gay men with children. Now, it's pretty much the same two black men and a black child, two white men and a white child two white men and maybe an Asian child. It's a pretty neat, it's a good, the majority is status quo, the white with the white, the black with the black. So I kept looking and I figured for someone to pull that picture out and to use it as a caption on Facebook, their intention was to make it bad. They wanted to make it something that it wasn't. And I told the guy, I said, just go look at the page. And I tagged the page in it. I said, go look at the page because this looks like nothing to me, but families, this is what this is. These are people taking pictures with their children. So if that's the case, hell, black people use their kids as accessories, dress them up, take pictures with them, right? So I just, that kind of wigged me out a little bit because I don't like that kind of petty shit. I think it's way too much going on in the world, way too much going on in the world to get, um, caught up in um, something that you're not gonna do anything about. I mean, for me, it's like, take action. You don't want 
people to adopt the black children, then you adopt them. Shit, that's easy. <laughs> you, that's an easy one. You want that black child, you go get that black child. Meanwhile, there are kids being born and put into the system and stuck in the system because nobody wants them. So if you have two men who adopt three children, you've got to at least give them the benefit of the doubt. Because we, shit, think of you got kids, you know what it is to raise kids, one, and you think somebody's going to get adopt three little kids younger than the oldest one may have been, may have been five. So five and under three little boys, shit. I ain't gonna judge them. They doing something that I know I'm not gonna do. They're gonna raise, they wanna raise these kids and they wanna love these kids and let them love them. Nobody is spending that time and energy and effort into adopting a kid to mistreat them. I, I don't, I'm sure it happens, but I doubt that that's the intention of most people. So at this point with all the racism and people caught up, we have to give people the benefit of the doubt that they're going to raise these kids and give them a good life. That's it. That's what we, we have to simply because if we don't and we're not going to do anything about it, we're wasting our time. Like, literally, we're wasting our time even talking about it. So I thought that was, you know, it was interesting and we got had a little couple of heated moments, but, you know, I, um, I say what I'm going to say and I mean it, I stand by it and whatever. Another, I'm sitting here thinking about it. Another post that I engaged in this week was a somebody asked if your woman tells, if a woman you're interested in tells you how many sexual partners you've she's had, is that a deal breaker for you? And surprisingly, there were several men saying that that's a deal breaker for them. And I was like, y'all know me, like, why the fuck would a woman say how many sexual partners she had? Like, what's the point of that? Like, why? Because that's self-serving for one. And then you allow somebody to choose an arbitrary number to not deal with you. I was like, that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. I said, shit, I'm more concerned with somebody who can't keep a job. Like, what's your what's your job work history look like? Are you employable? You know, I'm more concerned with that than sex partners. And so he was like, if you're guy told you if your man told you he'd been with 150 women you wouldn't have a problem with that uh no <laughs> i wouldn't have a problem with that because that has nothing to fucking do with me the only thing that matters is right now i'm post bullshit the decisions he made prior to me have nothing to do with me how do you hold somebody accountable for decisions they made that had nothing to do with you how, yeah, right, right, dumb as fuck. How do you hold somebody accountable for something they've done over their lifetime just because you're here now, maybe, and you not, may not even be here for good to stay? That's dumb. You're right, it's dumb as fuck. So, you know, I just, but it's a lot of people out there that exist in this really basic mind space. And I wish that there was some way that, like, you could have a, a flip chart of how to deal with dumb people, like people who, are locked in this space. There should be a flip chart to be like, oh, they said what? And you go to what's to do next. Maybe that'll be next off the drawing board for me. How do you protect yourself from these crazy ass conversations? And how do you protect yourself from people trying to make judgments on you from where? From their lack of experience? From, from their lack of experience, they wanna make judgments on you? And you're like, you don't even, you haven't done enough to make a judgment on me. Who are you to judge me? And you know, we can't judge, right? 
so I just, I thought that was a, just a crazy conversation. And um, just because I don't, shit. And half the time when you get older, some of that shit you did, you don't even remember. Like, you try to put an estimate on some shit and they be like, oh, you don't remember how you like, shit, I might not have counted some of that shit. Shit didn't matter, right? But people want to make it make, they wanted it to matter to you because they feel like it, they feel like it mattered to them. And fuck that. that shit don't matter you forget stuff it wasn't good you forget that day like you don't even it doesn't even resonate in you you don't want to go back and do it again you know but everybody responds to these basic carnal moments however they want to right however they do in the time that they are and then when you decide you're going to be in a relationship oh that stuff goes away you don't even have to make it go away it just goes away that you're kind of like oh I don't even want to be with anybody else. I only want to be with you. Like, oh my gosh. And it doesn't require any effort. It just, you understand how insignificant those other times and other options are. And you're like, oh, this is what I want to do. But it's people out there that want to say, I mean, you think, you'd be like, well, you're really good at what you do. And I enjoy having sex with you. And that was the bomb. And then you're like, well, how many people have you had sex with? Oh, uh, 75 oh my god you've been with 75 people and you're like well shit how do you think i got so good at it <laughs> like you think i was this good and i didn't practice like what the fuck <laughs> like you think i'm like two and now if i say i've been with two people and i'm like bomb like i'm the bomb at it you're gonna believe that i've been with two people and i have this wealth of experience and information what the hell like that doesn't even make any sense right so people get locked in those spaces and you have to <laughs> people get locked in those spaces and you have to be able to dismiss them you have to be able to move beyond those spaces that people want you to be locked in otherwise don't deal with them and that's the easy thing too just don't deal with them all right so Tonight I have on lip gloss by, I met this really sweet young lady who lives here in Lakeland and she has her own business. Her name is Char, Queen Char. So she started her lip gloss line and it's called Char Love. I don't know if you'll be able to see it, but tonight I'm wearing a Georgia peach. I've been trying to, yes, you're absolutely right, Kat. That person is probably very insecure. They're trying to figure out if they're gonna get to hold on or not. I have, uh, I'm wearing the Georgia peach lip gloss tonight. It's about the same color as my skin. So I guess I'm just getting some shine. But her name is Char and I bought some stuff from her. I got like my waist trainer from her. I bought a dress from her. I bought the dress. Okay, truth be told, I saw the dress on her website and I wanted the dress, but I was tipsy. So when I got the dress and put it on, I was like, your ass is too old to be wearing this shit somewhere. <laughs> so it is a really cute dress though. So I may pass it on to maybe one of my daughters, but I'll put it on and I was like, grandma, you cannot wear this dress. Oh my goodness. So I packed it with me last weekend. I was going to maybe cook in it or something, you know, wear it around the house and look all cute. But you know, the baby was with us. So I couldn't amp it up like that so maybe i'll save it maybe i'll wear it one time before i give it away 
but yeah, so Char has a Queen Char. She has her own little store. She does like waist trainers and clothes and she's got a makeup line. She's a hustler, right? She's a young girl. She's trying to clock her dollars. So I'm really proud of her. And I try to go to her to give her business when, you know, she has something that I want. I'll, I'll get it from her. So the lip gloss feels good. It doesn't dry out. It's not overwhelming. And this is the first one that I've gotten for her. It's called um, Georgia Peach. I thought that was apropos because I'm a Georgia peach, right? So, uh, so yeah, that's, you know, so she's a, she's a cool look. She's a cool young lady. And I try to support the, the hustlers like that. All right. So that's, um, Char Love. This is the, what the lip, what the tube looks like, or the box looks like. And, um, I'll put a link on my page if you're interested in getting something for her and getting from her and, you know, she'll ship or whatever she needs to do. Hi, Joya Danielle. Thank you, baby. These are my little babies out here. My big girls out here. Um, trying to tune in, support mama. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Um, all right. So let me go. Oh, yeah. You can't see it because of the light. I'm horrible. Y'all, I'm horrible. I need me a whole team of people. Let me see. Let me see if I can fix the light a little bit. Y'all can see it. All right. So, um, so let me go on and share this with you guys because you guys know I'm growing every day. There's not a time that I'm not recognizing that I'm growing. And I've been struggling in COVID. I haven't been able to write. You guys know that I haven't been able to write. You can't see shit on there. I'm looking at it on the camera. <laughs> I'll just post it. But anyway, you, I haven't been able to write, right? So, and I don't know, I hadn't had any desire to. Well, my um my birthday was last weekend last friday so i celebrated um like in lake oconee at, in eatonton georgia we got a um cab um a cottage they called it a cottage there in this neighborhood called cuscawilla it's a exclusive neighborhood beautiful like oh, amazing faceless love did a great job picking it out well he knows me so well right that's the beautiful thing about somebody loving you is that they know you well, one of what I decided to do when we got ready to leave, okay, on Saturday, I rode into Milledgeville. I'd never gone to Milledgeville. I needed to go look for some, something at Hobby Lobby. But on my way there, I noticed a sign that said Famous Authors Highway or Famous Authors Bridge or something like that. And I reminded myself I have to go there and take a picture because I'm claiming it right? I'm claiming that I'm a famous author. I am claiming it. And why not take a picture with the sign for famous authors? Because I'm a famous author. Like, that's who I am, right? So I told the Faceless Love, I said, well, the sign is on the side of the street. So before we leave, I want you to go with me so I could take the picture. So I won't be on the side of the road by myself in Eatonton, Georgia. So we didn't get to go. They left, go back to Atlanta. And then I left to go home but I remember when I was leaving and I called him and said, like, I'm going to stop and take a picture at this picture. I mean, at this bridge. So I went by myself and I took a picture. You know, I took the picture. I let him know that I was getting in the car, leaving and all of this. Well, I started following the signs and I got to a sign pointing to Alice Walker, who's the author of The Color Purple, one of my favorite books of all times. I think I read that when I was in like the ninth grade, maybe ninth or 10th grade. So I read that a long time ago, um, 30 something years ago. Well, 
it had a sign that said her house was not far away. Take a left, her house is there. So I just went like looking, like I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. So I got to go to her family church and take pictures there. And I got to go to the house that she was born in and just to sit there and take pictures and just to be in that energy of just greatness. Like, and I was like, how amazing is this that I'm here in this moment when I'm struggling as a writer, when I'm having a problem with my words coming forth, that I get to stand in the greatness of this writer that changed lives. Like she changed lives. Her storytelling is amazing, but I'm here now. I'm not in my, only am I taking a picture by the sign. I'm standing in the place that she was born. I'm standing in the place that her family worship. I'm standing in the graveyard that her parents are born. And I was able to feel so much goodness in this space that it made me think of a few things. One, I am a great writer. That's the first thing. I'm a great writer. I didn't ask for this gift. It was given to me. The universe said, this is yours, honey. Here you go, baby. This is yours. You do with it you do it right so i am a great writer i claim that i feel that the other thing i realized is that i felt like i belonged in her space now i went back to when i first read her book the first time the color purple i never thought i'm gonna be writing a book i'm gonna be standing in this space that is her space. I never ever thought that, like never. Even until I stood there, I didn't think I'm gonna be standing where she's standing. I'm. That wasn't ever a part of my thought process, but there I was. I'm standing there and I feel good in this space. I feel good in this space. Like I'm supposed to be here. Like even now I feel like I'm supposed to meet her that I'm supposed to have a conversation with her. Like it even feels so much beyond standing in her space and looking at her where her parents are buried and her family members are buried and where she will be buried. You know, so all of that just felt really a part of my path that I wouldn't have even embarked upon had it not been for my faceless love. Like, I would have never gone to Eatonton. My goal would have never been to go there. Like there's never been a time in my life that I said, oh, I'm gonna go to Eatonton or I'm gonna go to Lake Oconee. Never, ever, ever have I thought that. But then there I was because this is a plan that this man has made for me. I want to celebrate you. We have been working our asses off. We need to be somewhere that we can relax you've got to be rejuvenated. And I don't know how much thought he put into it. I don't know if he said, oh, well, let me take my baby here because I don't know if he even went that far. But the thing is that he made a decision and I didn't question the decision. And I'm the one that reaped the reward and the benefit of his decision. That made, I mean, that felt so good to me. Like, get the hell out of here. This is so good for me. That was so good for me. And I have to thank him for that. And I will thank him over and over because 
now all I can do since I've been back is want to write. I want to write. I started writing. I took my 10 things that women should know about men coming or when men come, I'm writing. I'm writing a letter to Alice Walker about when I was there at our home and I want to send that to her. And I have something I want to write in my blog. Like I have so many ideas like pew, 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 pew. my synapses are snapping like crazy all because I was able to follow the lead of the person who loves me. Now, I know, I know, I know. Cause women, we, you know, we gotta do the things that we wanna do. And what I've realized is that everything doesn't require a question and everything doesn't require me to intervene. Sometimes you just fucking go with it. Like, I've never heard of Lake Oconee. I've never wanted to go to Eatonton. I could have been like, I don't wanna do that. Let's go to Savannah. Let's do this. Let's go to this. Let's go to, I could have said anything and he would have been like, okay. But I said, all right, then let's go. And I'm so happy that I trust enough in him to submit to the ideas that he comes up with and that he's secure enough to make these decisions without necessarily talking to me about him uh, just this is what we're gonna do and because of it I've had an amazing experience I had an awesome experience I got some great pictures I feel alive I'm writing I'm like yeah baby thank you thank you for that so we spent those days in Eatonton and his daughter was there you guys know I was stressed about that because the last thing you want to do is fuck up the kids so I was stressed about that but it I mean it turned out well so it wasn't even a bad thing hey there Robert Brown thank you for joining me thank you thank you so um yeah so I you know the weekend went well with all three of us and we got to hang out with my sister and my niece and so it was all in all a just amazing weekend but when everybody left and I was feeling my woe is me, I don't want to leave. And I got to go and just exist in the space of greatness. Man, when I get to exist in, when I got to exist in that space of greatness, that was like, for me, it was, it wasn't me and him and the baby. It was me in this space that I needed to be in to confirm or remind me that the gift of li the literary gift of prose and writing lives in me i didn't have to talk to anybody about it i didn't have to share it with anybody this was my moment that i was able to go and get the universe's pat on the back or smack on the butt and say you go get it this is for you baby and I, and I'm taking it. I am literally taking it. I'm so pleased with, I'm so pleased with being able to find comfort in that. So that was a big deal for me. So went to Alice Walker's house and it's on so much land. Like I could literally see the movie, The Color Purple. Like I could see it and all this land and things that she described. And these are things that she saw, like where she lived and how real it was to her. And I didn't go 
too deep into the cemetery because I thought that would be weird to take pictures. But I mean, I guess I could have, I didn't. I took a kind of a wide angle view and um, just had a moment of silence there and just recognize the amazingness that the, these parents, they had to birth and raise and get to this place of just having this amazing journalist or writer in their family. So, you know, so I did respect that space and I did enjoy being in it. Um, and I went to the family church and they've covered the window with these amazing paintings. I took pictures of all the paintings and, you know, of the church and pictures of the house. And, you know, so just things to bring back with me to trigger those feelings of, I was there, you know, just those memories of I was there. And I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. So I think from what I would advise a woman who is in a relationship with a man and she loves him and he loves her. And when he's making plans, just shut the hell up and write it. Like, write it. Like, just shut the hell up and ride the plans out. You know, unless he specifically asks you what you want to do and he's just making the plans, don't feel like he's disregarded you or, you know, I don't want to do that because you don't know what the goodness is in it for you. You don't know how good it will be for you. You know he's not going to plan anything that's going to hurt you. You know it's going to be something intended for pleasure, right? So that would be my advice to ladies when someone is planning something. Go with the fucking plan. Just shut the hell up. Go with it. Okay, great. Let him work. Let him figure out the way that he sees that you need to rest and relax and to do. Let him. Let him do those things. Don't take the power from him or don't try to take the power from him, making it something else, designing what you want. Let him see you and design a good space for you and men go for that shit go do it you want to see your woman on a balcony at the hotel overlooking a bay then plan it exactly what you want to see and what you know will be good because you guys see us differently you guys see us different your thoughts on how we responded you see us and you see us in our entirety let him you guys do it plan it and the women Go for it. Let them plan that shit. Just show up. Just show up and just enjoy it. Because nobody plans to have a bad time. It's always got to be a good time. So I was really pleased with the whole weekend. I was stressed. You know, I'm I'm high. I'm high. Um, I'm, I'm intense. Like, I shit. I am. I'm like, this isn't going well. I'm going to leave. Uh, I had a couple of panic moments. He's like, He's like, girl, chill. <laughs> what? Baby, it's fine. She fine. I'm fine. You fine. Chill out. But I was like, this isn't going well. I don't feel like it's going well. And I'm having a panic moment. And he's looking at me, puffing his cigar, chilling. Baby, it's fine. He ain't trying to talk about it or nothing. He don't want to know how I feel, why I feel, how he don't want to know none of that. All he's looking at me is saying, it's fine. We good. <laughs> so I'm like, we're good. We're good. It's good. We're good. Okay. 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 I'm a, he said, we're good. Let me chill the hell out. 
Good, Reginald. Good. And that's your personality too, because you like to do stuff and you like to bring pleasure to people. So I could totally see that about you. You love to have a good time. And you love for people to experience pleasure in your presence. So yeah, so good for you. That's that's awesome. And Marisa, I see your deep side girl. It's the hey, the struggle, the the woman, strong woman struggle is a real struggle. I'm baby girl because i feel like nobody plans a trip better than me i got this i know all the things to do i got it but sometimes shit it ain't for you to plan sometimes you have to chill out and let them take the lead on that and when you realize that their intention is to bring you pleasure their intention is to have a good time then you trust it you know you you trust it and that's a tough for women who are who have been single, who are single, that's a tough place to be in because we are responsible for our own happiness. We, no one else is trying to make us happy. So when somebody else comes along and they wanna make us happy or they bring us some happiness, sometimes that's hard to take. Sometimes it's hard to take. So I won't, I, I ain't saying it happen. It's that happened to me before. It, oh, this all I know, shit, I take care of Joyce Lynn. But this time, he provided something that I would not have gotten for myself and I needed it and I needed it and I'm so grateful. So I got this book I'm writing. So I'm going to finish up. Uh, Happiness starts with I. I started writing when men come and that's when men come C-O-M-E, not C-U-M. So I got to make sure everybody understands. So, and that's just 10 things that women know about men when they show up. And I read them last week and um, those are original from me. Um, uh, just what I believe when I think of a man and when I think of men showing up. And I, I guess I have to say mature men or self-aware men, grown men, not I'm pretending to be a man, man, or I'm, you know, that, like, I, you know, the, not that, not those men who are not those, it ain't, it's not for those men. And those men will grow up if forced to grow up, they will have to grow up. So this is just some really neat information, a little book to, just for people to be like, oh, this is what men do, this is what they seek, this is what, you know, just, and I've had a conversation with a few men about it and the men are like, man, that's some real shit. <laughs> Where'd you get that? I got it up in here and because I love men and I love to study men and, and I honor them and I think that they're so powerful. So to me, it's a big deal to be able, <laughs> to me, it's a big deal to be able to um, have a conversation about men and their presentation. And Kat said, uh, what do you do with the non-planner? Oh, is he like spontaneous, just do something or do nothing until you plan it? If he's spontaneous, then just be ready for the spontaneity. I see you guys have a new beach house. That's going to be fun. Um, otherwise, you, I mean, you do the things. You do the, plan for the things you want. Plan with you in mind and not plan with him in mind. And when you're planning the things that you, with you in mind, eventually he'll get to saying, well, this is what I want to do. And then he'll make some plans too. But if he's not offering any plans, then you plan for you plan. He can 
course he can come along and enjoy it too, but this is strictly with you in mind. And that's what I, I've had this conversation before with people who say something like, well, if we split our vacation half and half then, but my idea, if we, if we split our vacation half and half, that means I'm going to do the things I want to do on the vacation. I'm not going to pay half and half for a vacation and then do everything you want to do. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Right. So, and people have a hard time with that. Oh, she said, um, fuck no, he does nothing. Oh Lord. Then it's on you, chicky chick. You know, how, look, you know how we roll. We you do the things that you want to do and you can do them by yourself or he'll come along with you, but you do it with what you want to do in mind, right? So you do it with you in mind so that you're not still wanting or seeking something else. Um, you're trying to satisfy your desires from, your, from what you see. And you know, if he wants to see you in a different light, eventually he'll get it. Or you can tell him, hey, um, I've got this time available. I want you to plan something for us that would be important to me. And he's either going to do it or he's not. And if he doesn't, then you understand that that's not necessarily important to him. And I mean, and that means start moving on your, you move on your own. But I know you do that anyway. You're, you moved in, on your own and left everybody, left, just left Canada and went south, south. So you know that um, you definitely would do that. So, you know, it's, you know, you can't force people to, to see you or to move with you or to want to move you and you have to accept them as they are so if there's something you want to do you're just going to have to do it it's i mean that's it you just do it the way that you want to do it and um just don't even include him necessarily in the plans this is what i'm going to do you know and maybe he'll figure it out but you guys are grown like me so he, he may already be who he is he may not plan anything we're all grown up, so he might just be chilling where he is. Today, I had a conversation with some men that I work with, and we were talking about all kinds of stuff. And one of the questions they asked me was about me getting angry or mad and stuff. And I was like, I really don't spend a lot of time in an anger place, you know, because the goal is to be happy. And, um, so it doesn't matter whatever my situation is with girlfriends, guy friends, faceless love, my children, something sparks off. It's just going to, once we discuss it, it's over. I don't revisit it over and over and over again because I don't like that anxiety feeling of there's a problem. So I just, I'm going to talk through it and I'm going to try to understand and then it's going to be over. And they were talking about their women and talking about how the women will go on and on and on talking about it. And I was like, oh, I don't have any time for that. Shit, I'm 51 now. Like I'm I'm had trying to get to the happiness. I don't have any time to spend in the in the yucky space. So that was really just cool talking to the men about it and just hearing their perspectives on women, what they think about the way that women think, how they don't try to change the way the woman thinks how they try to figure out what's the best way to deal with the women in the space that the women are in. And we're talking about their wives and longtime girlfriends. And these are grown up men who are still trying to hang on to who they are in the context of I'm trying to love this woman. And I explained to them that 
a lot of women don't get to experience that unconditional love. And, um, you know, so we had a conversation about that too. And that was just really just neat talking to some adults, some mature men about uh, relationships and interactions with people and women and outings and going into their man cave and how it, necessary the man cave is I'm I always thought it was kind of like you just go there and watch tv I didn't realize that you go there to kind of debrief from the conversation you had in other places of the house so I think that you know they pointed out that it was important that men have their own space to go to to kind of debrief and have boundaries set up on the man cave don't bring that arguing shit in the man cave uh don't bring that arguing shit in the man cave. Leave your, um, I don't know what this child. Oh, don't bring the arguing in the man cave. Leave all that crazy energy in other parts of the house. And, and you know, and I guess when you do that kind of stuff with your partner, you understand that the partner understands that they've got to protect the sanity of the other person you can't just drag them into this rabbit hole with you because you don't know that there's going to be an out you just kind of exist in this space of rah, 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 right and um so I like that and I I, I was like okay that's cool because I never I thought the man cave is where you go where you don't want to be bothered by your woman I didn't realize it was kind of a place of uh solitude where you go there to kind of regroup from things so the conversation was really cool talking to the guys and they asked me about, I forgot what I said, but they said women don't usually use the term submission because they think it takes away from their independence. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to submit. I want to submit to my man. Like I want him to make use of me. Like I want, because I feel like I can't ever be as good to him as he is to me. And I think he feels like he can't ever be as good to me as I am to him. So we're both constantly trying to fill this space of pleasure and how can I take care of because we want we want to. That's what we elicit. It's inspired submission. So, you know, all of that stuff to me is so interesting when you think about the dynamics of men and women. And I was married before. This wasn't something that happened in my marriage. This isn't something I felt like. So I know it has to be inspired. I know that it has to come from a good place. It doesn't just come out from, you can't make it happen. You can't make somebody see you. You can't make somebody love you. It's inspired. So, you know, this is a really interesting topic for me. And maybe we'll talk about submission a little bit more next week because it's already 10 o'clock. So we'll talk about submission next week and see how people feel about it. You know, is it is it just people feel like it's a buzzword or are they afraid of it? Do you feel like you're giving up on yourself or you're losing your independence? Or do you feel like you're becoming a child? Like, what does it mean? I may do a poll on it to see what people are um, thinking when they use the term submission. And I think that's more so some stuff that... Um, black Americans say in their families and I don't know that I don't know that I don't know that I've engaged in a conversation with anybody else talking about submission that just seems to be a big uh topic of conversation with black women because we'd be like oh no that shit is not happening fuck you no <laughs> well not all of us <laughs> 
but I think it's a big topic, especially when you're considering submitting to someone who has less than, less experience, less um, desire to, less, you know, like if they aren't in a place that they're capable of everything that you are, you can't submit to them. Like you can't submit to someone who can't provide more for you than what you have for yourself. Whatever it is, mentally, emotionally, financially, physically, whatever, you can't give your, what you're gonna stop living to so you can exist in a space to make this person feel what, significant? That's not how that works. But anyway, let's talk about that next week because I think that's gonna be really good. Um, so we're gonna hang on to that. Let's table that discussion. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And I need YouTube subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And the podcast is available anywhere you go to get your amazing podcast from Pandora to iHeartRadio to iTunes to Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. Man, it is everywhere. So download the, wherever you get your podcast, download the podcast there and listen away. And um, remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. See you guys next week. Appreciate you. Bye.